Welcome back to Webinar Ninja, a podcast on how to teach, present, sell, and connect with your audience effectively using webinars. On today's episode, we focus on the selling with webinars. What are the exact steps to selling a product or service with webinars? I figured the best way to do this is to not only have me do the teaching, but to share with you the insights of someone who's been doing a ton of webinars lately to sell one of his teaching programs. That someone is renowned public speaker Grant Baldwin. Grant Baldwin is one of the most sought after public speakers for high schools and colleges in the country. He speaks at over 70 different institutions a year and has made over a million dollars in speaker fees. Grant decided to take his talents to the webinar world to help educate people on how they too can get booked and paid to speak with his training program, bookedandpaidtospeak.com. He recently launched this program and is using webinars to educate, promote, and sell his course. He's actually in the midst of it all right now. So I asked him if he can graciously spare a few minutes to share how exactly he's using webinars to sell his program. He also shares what's working and what's really working. I chose Grant Baldwin in particular because he's only been doing webinars for a short while. So if you're new to webinars, he's not that many steps ahead of you. But he quickly realized its power and doubled down on webinars in this last month. This is where our conversation begins. I asked Grant, what made you decide that webinars are worth a shot? Well, some of it is I've, I've seen a lot of other guys that it's worked for. And I, as a public speaker and a guy who's done a lot of, of public speaking, I, I knew that I could, I could do that and be able to communicate effectively. Um, and there's something cool about being able to communicate to, uh, you know, like, for example, I'm in my home right now in Nashville and a webinar that I did yesterday that we had 200 people on. We had people from uh, like 10 or 12 different countries from around the world. So the, I knew there's, there's the potential to reach a much bigger audience beyond just uh, what I could do standing on a stage in one room in one location talking to one audience. So there's definitely the potential to do something that scales much bigger than uh, just an actual live speaking engagement uh, in person. The conversation evolves and we begin to roll up our sleeves. I asked Grant, before you did your first webinar to sell your course, what kind of research did you do to prepare? Well, in the case of the that webinar where I knew we were at the end, we were going to be selling something, uh, a couple things I did was one, I, w- I went back through and I watched several other people's webinars uh, that were doing something similar where let's say you're doing a 60-minute webinar, uh, the first 45 minutes of it is typically going to be teaching and then the last 15, they're going to start selling, they're building it up, they're walking people through the course. So I wanted to just see how someone else does that. How do you present the information? I sat in on a few, watched a few recordings, just trying to get a sense of like, what do you cover and what do you go over? And how do you make that transition into a pitch without people feeling like, ah, here it comes, you know, and just trying to get a vibe for that. Um, So we watched several. And then uh, from the since at the end, the the point of it is to offer a product and to make some type of pitch. uh, I wanted to make sure that we covered enough information where I, I tell people in the webinar at the end, like, listen, if you if you don't buy the course, everything I've just given you will help you get booked and paid to speak. You don't have to pay anything and you can use this information and still go crush it. But if you want to go in more depth and you want to get more uh, information, you want a shortcut, here's the shortcut for you. And so giving them some type of tool that's just a, uh, it carries on the conversation beyond just the, the 45 minutes of, of chat that we just had. I actually attended Grant's first webinar for his course. Yes, I was cyber stalking him. 
but for good reason, for this episode. On the webinar, he did something very interesting with his offer. He offered a special discount to only the webinar attendees. I asked him about this and pressed to find out how effective was this strategy. I found it extremely effective. We've done a couple different things that have worked. One was we have three tiers, and we, we really stacked the deck toward the top tier. And so that was the only one we discounted. And so we were running a promo where we'll typically run it like four or five days um, where we'll send out the webinar replay, uh, and that, that promo coupon will be available for a couple days. So, if, for example, if we run the webinar on Tuesday, we may run that promo through Friday, and then it, it ends. So it gives people like an open-close type um, uh, that scarcity mentality. It forces them to make a decision versus, well, you can get this at any point, and then it's like, well, if, if they don't have to buy it today, they won't. And so we wanted to do that. The other thing that we do that I've seen a couple people do that seems to have worked well is we included some type of fast-action bonus where if you purchase in the next, you know, after the webinar, if you purchase in the next 15 minutes, we're going to give you, uh, so for example, we've got a couple of other interviews and just MP3 downloads. It's just an additional bonus resource thing. So if you purchase in the next 15 minutes, we are going to give you this additional resource. Uh, so it incentivizes them to not only purchase at some point during the next four or five days where they've got the promo running, but it incentivizes them to purchase now and get them in uh, at that point rather than waiting around. Many of us don't like sales because we feel like it entails putting pressure on others. So I asked Grant what's his take on this and what does he do to make sure his customers feel like they're making a sound decision and not a hasty one? How does he ensure his customers don't get caught up in worrying if they act now, they may regret it later? Yeah, I mean, we definitely promote the, you know, we have a, like a 30-day money-back guarantee. And um, we, want to, uh, we want to give people the opportunity to, if you get into it and you, and you find that everything I told you is just is BS, it's not true, then let us know. And like, well, we will 100% give you your money back. I think if people are doing this for the right reasons, then we don't want people, you know, in our courses or as part of our, our, our communities or whatever it is that we're building that it's not a fit for. Like, I want, I, want people to, I want people to be cheerleaders for this and want it to be a win for this them. And I want people to feel like this is a, a great, great value uh, of what I got. The other thing that we do is, uh, and I found a lot of people that have, have really valued this, is we go, after we do 45 minutes of just teaching and training, then we go inside and do a screen share of inside the, the course itself. So I think sometimes like with courses, especially, we kind of like, kind of like, what's behind the curtain? Like if I buy this, what does it look like on the other side? Like, mm -hmm. is it going to be quality or ugly. And so like I walk through and pull up and like, this is what the actual lesson looks like. And here's where you would click to do this. And here's where you can download that. And like, you're just showing people behind the scenes. I think it just makes it a lot simpler. It'd be like, you know, if you went to a car lot and they just like, you can't get in the car, you can just look at the car. And it's <laughs> like, yeah, but I, I kind of like to sit in it. You know, can I, yeah. can I just open the door at least and just like smell the new car smell? And so by showing people the inside of it, I think, I think it just makes people feel more comfortable, not like they're getting some type of bait and switch situation. Next, I ask how does he market his webinars to make sure he has a packed house, so to speak. What marketing efforts worked for him? Well, we've done three different things. Uh, one, we started with just a, a launch to our own email list. So naturally, as a speaker, there's a lot of people that are interested in speaking that are just on our email list. So, uh, But not everybody is. So we 
we did a, a webinar initially just like, hey, if you're interested in speaking, uh, here's a new resource, a tool. We were doing a webinar. You should come check this out, that type of thing, just promoting to our own list. So once you do that, though, you can't keep emailing your list every week like, hey, I'm doing the same webinar again and again and again, and you should come. So now we, we started doing two, th- two other things. We do um, uh, just Facebook ads where we are, I've got some really targeted ads and, and been playing with different keywords. And we can run those, basically turn those on. And in a matter of days, we could do a, a webinar that has a you know, pretty good number of people on it. So Facebook ads have been working really well for us. And then we've also started doing some of these uh, uh, JV webinars where you know, we, we are able to connect with other, um, other podcasters or bloggers or just people in the online space who have an audience who may be interested in speaking. And so we're able to say, hey, we'll do this webinar for your audience for free. Uh, and then we'll just we'll offer the, the the course, and then we just split it fifty fifty for any any sales. So it makes it really really easy for them because all they're doing is just inviting their people. And I want to make it super simple where it's like, hey, all you do is I'll, I'll you just get your people there. I'll do the registration page. We'll do the replay page. We'll do all the emails, all the sequences. All you have to do is just get the people there, introduce me, and I'll take it from there. So doing the the emailing to our own list as a webinar, doing the Facebook ads as a webinar. And doing JV partnerships for webinars have worked really, really well for us so far. Grant mentioned Facebook ads. Facebook ads that lead to a webinar registration page are known in the online marketing space to convert better than any other call to action. In other words, if I want the most bang for my buck with Facebook ads, I better make sure the ad invites them to a webinar. Why? The perceived value of a webinar is a lot higher than an ebook or a blog post or even a product on a sales page for that matter. This is because your time and access to you is a whole lot more valuable. Giving up your name and email address for a valuable live workshop is a very appealing offer to audiences. So I asked Grant, what is his opinion on how much one should spend on Facebook ads to promote their webinar? Yeah, How much money as a minimum do you think somebody should invest in Facebook ads when they're doing their first you know, Facebook ad webinar? Well, it kind of depends on the, uh, you know, the price price point of your of your product or maybe what you're what you're selling on the end but i mean to give you some some hard numbers i mean we we figured up on the first webinar that we did that was just straight facebook ads uh it cost us about two dollars uh to get someone to uh to sign up for not just click on it but to actually sign up to register for the webinar and then from that um uh we we ended up spending about forty dollars per acquisition. So $40 per person that actually ended up purchasing the course. Well, if we're spending $40 for an acquisition, the course costs uh, $395 discounted, so about $400. So it's basically you're putting in a dime and you're getting out a dollar. So at that point, you're like, man, that math looks really, really good. So uh, Facebook ads can work really, really well if you've got something that makes sense in terms of uh, of something that's a a $100 or a couple hundred dollar product. I think it would be difficult to do where, let's say, what we were selling was a $47 product and my, my acquisition cost is, is $40, you know, well then I've got seven bucks left. So, uh, it just becomes a lot more difficult to make that math work. But the bigger the thing is, the bigger that the price point is, and again, you can't get too high. Like I think it'd be difficult to do, you know, uh, 500 to a thousand dollar. But if you've got something in that sweet spot of, of 197, 297, somewhere in there, maybe, uh, uh, and you can, you can get your ads really, 
really, really targeted and get that cost to you know a few bucks, then it makes really, really good sense to spend you know several hundred dollars uh, to, or even just starting with just a, a few, a few hundred dollars, even just a, you know fifty bucks, just whenever you're getting rolling, just to try it. But I think that's the that's the dangerous thing is I know I know squat about Facebook ads, so we started by doing you know ten bucks a day and then twenty bucks a day and kind of inching it up. Once you could see that the numbers actually made sense. But you got you got to start somewhere. So even if you just start with ten bucks a day, just to get an idea of what does it actually cost to get someone to sign up, and then from there, what is it? You know, how many of those people who sign up actually show up, and how many of the people who actually show up end up buying? But once you can figure out those three numbers, uh, then it makes a lot more sense to figure out. Okay, if I put this in at the beginning, then I should get this out at the end. But you you don't know those numbers until you at least start trying with with something. Graham Baldwin is just getting started. I ask him, now that he's seen webinars work, how often does he see himself doing a webinar in his business? Well, I'd like to I'd like to keep doing what we're doing at this point, and if anything, just continue to, to scale it up. So, you know, I could see us doing uh, one webinar per week. Uh, like at this point, we're planning on doing one per week. That's four. That's run just from Facebook ads. Because uh, when you think about it, I mean, the, the, the scheme of things, Facebook is massive, and depending on the the size of your audience or what what your 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 course is or your topic or your product is, uh, who it's for. There's a lot of people out there that may be interested in that thing, so you can you can run Facebook ads for a while and, and change up the ad and change up you know who the who you're targeting it towards. But you can you can there's a it's a big big pie out there that you can uh, you can connect with. So uh, so we plan on doing that once per week and then also trying to do two or three JV webinars per month. So we plan on doing you know anywhere from you know five to ten webinars per month. And uh, at this point, we've got several of the JV ones already scheduled. And the nice thing too that we have found. Is when you're running the Facebook ads, you can decide. You know, we're 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 talking about this on a, on a Thursday. We could decide to, hey, let's do a webinar on Monday, and you can start running Facebook ads at this moment and fill up that webinar really really solid for Monday, which is just you know a couple days away. So I think that's one of the the perks of being able to once you kind of dial in that Facebook system is you can decide on just a, a couple days notice to do something, and it's not like uh, you you got to have months and months of preparation leading up to this this big launch. Given Grant is in the thick of it right now with webinars, I selfishly ask what are some of the things he would like to see improve when it comes to webinars. Remember, Webinar Ninja is also the name of our webinar platform that we've created, and we're hoping to be a leader in the industry. Other things that would be nice to know is uh, when people, and I know this is something you've talked a little bit about, but when people come on the webinar, when people drop off the webinar, uh, just trying to like figure out some type of gauge of, of people's engagement, of just knowing um, who showed up, who didn't. I'd love to be able to specifically email people afterwards and be like, hey, I saw you didn't make it, or I saw that you did make it, um, but you weren't you you had to jet early and like just some of those like more personal things, because now We'll take an entire list of people who registered, and, I, and, I, and some percentage of them were there, some percentage of them weren't, but I've got to email all of them afterwards and be like, hey, I hope you made it, and maybe you did, and maybe you didn't, but I don't really know. you know. So I've got to be kind of vague about it, and you kind of come across like a, a goof because you don't know whether they were there or not. Um, so it'd be nice to be able to be a little more specific, like, um, hey, I'm really, really glad you came and, and hung out with us. Um, I saw your question on this in the chat room. I just want to make sure I answered that for you. And just make it a little more of a personal, customized experience for, for each person that chooses to hang out with you. Point taken, Grant. That feature, knowing who attended, when they attended, when they dropped off, along with the capabilities to send emails to those people specifically... 
is included inside the Webinar Ninja platform. I'm glad I took the time to cyberstalk Grant and have him chat with me. His recent experience with webinars has me wondering, is it the tech that is keeping people from starting? Is it the actual software or pieces of software many people are currently using to pull off a decent webinar? I think it's time. I think we need to let you in on what Webinar Ninja, our platform, is all about and how you can get a sneak peek of it in action. Look out for that on the next Webinar Ninja. Webinar Ninja is produced and edited by Nicole Baldino. Music is by Dan Mills and Mark Bowes. If you enjoy this podcast and find it valuable, we would love to hear your thoughts with an honest iTunes rating and review. If you're on your iPhone right now, just click on your cover art. You'll see today's show notes. In there, you'll see an easy link that says, give us a rating and review. The rest is a piece of cake. Thank you in advance. To learn more about what we're doing at Webinar Ninja, visit WebinarNinja.co. Webinar Ninja. Okay, so what we do on this podcast, I'm sure you've heard a couple episodes, is I just like to have a chat. Li- I've listened to every single one. You the man. You, you the man. I listened to the your latest one the other day. You like it? Mm-hmm. You teased at the end some some uh, up and coming webinar guy. I was like, I don't know. Is that me? I don't know if he, is that is that what this is about? Unless your name is not Graham Baldwin. <laughs>